Hello, everybody. Welcome to Raleigh Little Theater's podcast. For this episode, we're going to be focused on our season-closing musical Pippin by Stephen Schwartz. But before we get there, I have a favor to ask you. If you've been listening to our podcast, or even if this is your first time, we would love it if you would go to your favorite podcasting platform and subscribe to the podcast and also give us a good rating or leave a review. We'd really appreciate that as we're trying to expand the reach of the podcast um, and the work that we're doing here on stage. So if you could do that, that'd be a huge gift to us. So it's our final show of the season, and um, what a great year it's been. We've called this season the Acts of Courage, and we just wanted to take a second to say thank you so much to those of you who have participated in this season. Whether you saw one show or three or all 11, um, we just um, are really grateful that you're supporting live theater and that you're supporting Raleigh Little Theater in particular. I think this season has been fantastic. I've been very proud of the season that we've presented to the community, and um, we're going to keep doing our best to do the best work that we possibly can. So we hope you'll join us for next season as well. Before we jump into the podcast, I wanted to talk just a little bit about what's coming up here. So, of course, we're talking about Pippin, and I just wanted to give you those dates. That show runs May 31st through June 16th, and get your tickets fast for that one. After that, we have our annual Canty Awards ceremony, which is June 26th. Uh, If you've never been to the Canty Awards, it's a great, great evening. It's a time for us to have kind of our final big meeting of the year, but also to celebrate all of the work that our volunteers have done. So it really is a celebration of what makes this theater great, which is our volunteers. And so um, I encourage you to come mark that date on your calendar. Again, that's June 26th. And come celebrate this season with us before we jump into our next season, which begins on July 19th with our Teens on Stage production of Antigone. So let's get to Pippin. Pippin, I think, is regarded as probably one of the best American musicals. And um, I have to say that I agree with that. I love Stephen Schwartz's work. um, And I have always personally really loved Godspell. That was the first show of his that I was introduced to. And of course, we just had a great local production of that. Um, But Pippin stands right there alongside of it as just a really great story with really great music and really fun opportunities for actors and performers. So um, we're really excited to be presenting it. But I think the other thing that makes Pippin great and that has made Pippin stand the test of time is that it really is a story that is relatable to people at whatever stage of their own life journey that they're in. Uh, Pippin has something to say to you. when I was first introduced to it as a young man, it, mean, it meant something very different than it does now. And when you hear the interview in a minute, we'll get a little bit more into that. But I encourage you to come see it because it is a fantastic story. And I think you'll enjoy the production that we are putting together for you. You know, Pippin has a really long history in the American theater. Uh, Bob Fosse directed the original production on Broadway and Ben Vereen played the leading player. And that was, of course, like a really iconic production. Um, and then in 2013, Diane Paulus reimagined it as a circus show, uh, which was also really brilliant and became a really iconic production. So it's had these two very iconic productions and it has been produced all over the world. So sometimes that can be intimidating when we start to think about doing a show because, you know, we wonder how are we going to put our own personal stamp on it. And I think that uh, we have done that. I think that um, for us, we 
really have focused on the humanity of the piece. We've kind of uh, stripped away some of the kind of biggest spectacle of it and really put the focus on the ensemble and Pippin and his journey. And so I'm really excited to share it with you all. Um, and I'm excited for you to hear from the three actors who joined me on the podcast, Deanna Richards, Jesse Farmer, and Becky J. So without further ado, let's uh, hear that interview. So um, I'm sitting here with some of the cast of Pippin, and I'm just really excited to have you all. Thanks for being here. Um, so we have Deanna Richards, who's playing leading player. And Becky J is what we call her around here. Is that okay with you? Okay. Great. Uh, she is uh, playing Bertha and then Jesse Farmer, who's playing Pippin. And so uh, we're all just uh, here today just to kind of talk a little bit about the show and the process and, and uh, just give you all uh, who are listening a little bit of insight onto what's been going on. So we'll start with Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just curious about um, your relationship with this show. Um, what made you decide to audition? What did it feel like to get cast in the show? And uh, I don't know what the what the process has been like so far. Well, I think the role of Pippin is kind of a dream role for a lot of men, especially young men, because um, Pippin he embodies so much of like growing up and figuring out what you want to do and. The music is iconic, and the story is—it's um, like it doesn't go away. It's—it's it's a, it's a classic story. It's just like something that people can always relate to, and I think that's why it's done so much still. Because um, I mean, the show is just a great show. Like the dancing, the the acting, the the singing—it's all just brilliant, and. When I auditioned, that's, that's what I wanted to do because it's just an amazing show, and um, it's a part of theater that I wanted to touch on. Thank you. Um, so, uh, what was your reaction when you got when when you got the notice that you were casting it? <laughs> when I uh, first heard, <laughs> I was on campus at Rolling Peace, and I was outside. And I screamed <laughs> for probably 10 seconds <laughs> without breath. I just screamed. And then um, me and Deanna had class together right after we found out. So like I, I was like walking to that class and then we had class like one minute later and she walked in and I was like, did you hear? And she was like, what? And I was like, you're a and we, we like screamed and, and then the class with the, was also with Amy so we like we had that reaction with Amy too like we we told her she was like wow congrats That's doing awesome. her Amy thing yeah. so Jesse's talking about Amy White who's a professor at Peace and yes. also playing Fistrada in our show what about you uh, uh, Deanna how did it feel to get I mean in a lot of ways like People, I think, of course, we know Pippin because that's the title character mm -hmm. and all that. But so many people associate this show with the leading player, maybe even more than Pippin mm -hmm. in some ways. Mm -hmm. So how did it feel to get that call? Oh, man. Well, first off, leading player has been a dream role of mine since I first saw a touring production a few years ago. I was like, I really want to play that part just because... Um, you know, from going from the original Broadway cast to it being a man being leading player to a woman, I much of my leading player inspiration came from Bettina Miller, who I'm a huge fan of. And so um, 
getting to embody such a strong woman on stage uh, has been just so much fun, and I've really enjoyed it so much. <laughs> Good. So what about you, Becky J? Did you know this show before? Have you ever done it before? Like, what's your experience with this play? Well, I'm old enough that I remember the original production. <laughs> and when I, when I first started theater in 1979, there was no cast party where Corner of the Sky was not sung. <laughs> so, but I've loved the show. I have loved it forever. And um, I was really excited because I've been looking ever since you, Patrick Torres, came to this theater for a part that's scheduled at a time when I can do a show with you. Mm. And I love Bertha. I've always <laughs> loved that role, especially since I've gotten older and, you know, there aren't that many parts. But um, I love the character. And um, so it was just this great opportunity to play a great role with a great director. Mm. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, sometimes, like with this show, I think, you know, talking about that production you saw, Deanna. Um, that revival that happened in 2013 that Diane Paulus directed, um, I think we, we all feel inspired by that, you know, um, and Bettina Miller was incredible in that. And so sometimes, you know, I appreciate what you're saying, Becky, I, I need you in my corner all the time because I don't often <laughs> feel like a great director. But, you know, I think for me, it's always like trying to find my own way into a piece and to really like how are we going to tell this story? Because I feel that particular production, I think, has become iconic because it was so smart and so well done. And the idea of the circus um, being the world that kind of inhabit that all these characters inhabited was genius. I mean, it was really good. And so as a director, that's intimidating, you know, and I had a couple people before auditions in the community stop me and say, how are you going to find all those acrobats in town? And I was like, well, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be done that way. And so, um, you know, that always makes me nervous, but I feel like, you know, what I wanted to do, and I was talking about this with the ensemble the other night, is to kind of strip away like all the huge spectacle. I mean, it's still a spectacular show. It's just kind of in there, uh, but to really focus on the humanity of it. So we're going kind of a minimalist route, particularly with the scenery, to focus on the ensemble of people. And I think that's been really fun, and our ensemble mm -hmm. has really embraced it, I feel like. And um, this idea of they are all working to get Pippin to the finale. And so we won't tell you that if you don't know the show. You have to come see what the finale entails. But I think the ensemble's done a really good job of doing that. And I think we found our own voice mm -hmm. with the show. Um, and so it's inspired by, for sure, all the work that the, that cast did and Diane Paulus did, but I'm excited that we're kind of finding our own way into it. But beyond like the way that the show is produced, I think that this show is meaningful. And it's just kind of, you were saying this, Jesse, that everyone can kind of find their way into it somehow. And for me, it's interesting because I, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where it's still super easy to remember when I first encountered this show was like in my 20s, mm -hmm. you know, and now I'm in my early 40s and I just feel like the show has changed real drastically for me, um, which is interesting. And I'll be interested to hear kind of, I want to know your thoughts on how you see the show and how you relate to it, um, because I know that that's changed for me. But so from your character's point of view or not, just the show in general, um, what do you take away from it right now? as an individual like what is it that 
what does it mean to you or, or how do you relate to Pippin's journey? I definitely relate to Pippin's journey because for one, for me, vulnerability has always been something that I've struggled with getting to, you know, share that with others. And so for Pippin being on this journey to find out what's extraordinary and kind of trying to figure out the difference between what's real and what isn't, I feel like I can really relate to um, in a sense because it's so easy to get caught up in like the happy moments, the uh, flashy moments in life when things are going super well and then kind of strip all of that back and see the reality that things aren't always as great as they seem um, has definitely been such an eye-opening experience for me and something I've definitely learned from Pippin, for sure. How about you, Jesse? Um, with this show right now, um, when I think of Pippin, I think of my, my high school career and figuring out what I want to do, and now I'm more set on like what I'm going to do, and so it's more like a at this stage of my life, it's more like a, I'm able to like recount things and like think about past experiences through the story. But I think, um, I think Becky's number, it brings out the most message to me because I think I get so wrapped up in um, deadlines and stress that I have at college and shows that I'm in and uh, money and all this stuff when I just like need to relax and just think about um, where I am and just take everything in and like you can't get those those moments back so you have to just think about them and just I think that's the best message that I get from this musical. Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's great. That song, man. I mean, I love that song so much. And 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 since I first encountered the play, that's like had been my favorite song in the show. But now, having worked on this, is my first time working on it too. Um, man, I just think so many of them are brilliant. <laughs> like, I'm, and I just sing so many different ones every day. Like, it really is interesting based on where I am in my day, which songs are coming to my head. Mm -hmm. uh, just think there's something in there kind of for every age. But what about you, Becky? How do you see this show based on your perspective? <laughs> um, one of the lines in, the, in the, one of your songs sticks with me. I'm not tied. I'm ne tied to something. I'd never be free. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm never tied to anything. I, I, I will never be free. Um, you know, it's not. And it's kind of the same thing you said. I know back in in the day, it's like you're floating from thing to thing. And I think mm -hmm. I want to do this, and I think I want to do that. And you've got to find an anchor of some sort in order to free yourself to do it. But my song to me right now is. Mm personally important <laughs> and um, it's hard for me to get through sometimes but you do have to live in the moment and like you said Jesse you have to uh, take in everything around you and cherish every moment mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. I think the biggest those are the two things that stick out to me mm -hmm. if you and I Patrick can get through it without crying <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely right yeah so the song that we keep referring to that becky sings is called no time at all and yeah it's just this song um of course in the show it's pippin's grandma singing it to him and the refrain of that song which is like it's time it's time right now to mm -hmm. live uh because you know spring turns to fall pretty quickly yeah i think uh that message really permeates the play mm -hmm. but i think that too when I look at it now and I can 
remember how I felt when I first saw it. And I was so energized by Pippin's desire to be something great. And I felt like I could relate to that so much. And then I think what's so smart about the play is it really does kind of follow a pretty common human path, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) From like, like the excitement of getting out of school, but then kind of feeling a little bit, you know, lost (laughs) into like, what am I going to do now? To um, wanting to do something noble, Pippin joins the war. Um, that doesn't seem to work out. So then he moves from that, goes to visit his grandmother. She she tries to tell him the truth of life, which is like stop and be right now and enjoy right now. And that doesn't really land. So then there's this sexual temptation that then moves into like this revolutionary attitude where everything is politicized and you feel like you have the power as a young person to change all these things. And then you get that power. Um, and then you realize, oh, I, it's harder than my idealism told me it was going to be, <laughs> right? Like these kinds of decisions that we sit back and critique are more difficult, um, you know? And so it's like in this pursuit of the extraordinary, how many things do we miss that, that are actually extraordinary that we just don't define that way? And so it's just interesting now to look back and like, I, oh man, I remember just being like, yes, Pippin, I feel that, I feel that. And now I look at Pippin and think, Oh, I wish you could see. Mm-hmm. I wish you could see what's around you. And then I'm sure, like, as I get older, there will be a whole new perspective on that, which mm-hmm. maybe goes back to Bertha's song. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Becky is agreeing. Now that yeah, I'm yeah. older. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and yes, we, Becky and I, try very hard to get through that song every night. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, but the, the honesty and the truth that I think all three of you are bringing and the whole cast is bringing to the play, I think, is really making it resonant. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do feel, you know, I think there's um, uh, there's a vulnerability that we've built into the show because there's not a lot of places to hide. Like, we've, um, uh, when you come see the show, those of you who are listening, you'll see, like, that we've kind of removed some of the standard things you would see in a theater that hide backstage goings on um, so that you can just kind of see the empty space. And I that was all intentional again like I said to focus on the humanity of the piece but it's scary Mm -hmm. and like I've sat there many times going like I don't know if I made the right decision but then uh, with the truth that is starting to bubble into the performances now that like it's not like this fear of remembering every dance step and every line and stuff like that there's a truthfulness that's coming out that I think is really served by the openness right where everybody can see everything um which I think is kind of like a reverse magic to me, right? It's like, we're just going to show you how we build this whole thing Mm -hmm. and it's still going to be magical, (laughs) right? And the fact that the cast is always, pretty much everybody is always seen. Mm -hmm. I I noticed the other night when when I saw that for the first time, you know, usually in a musical, you do your thing, you come downstairs, you go to the dressing room, and you chit-chat, and you do this, and you do that, (laughs) and then, oh, oh, got to get that places for our next, number but this it keeps everybody so focused on Pippin and keeps them in the moment of, of the play and I, I think that's remarkable I really like that <laughs> good <laughs> I really like that I'm glad I'm glad I think you it do. serves as well yeah so what do you all hope um, uh, I, I, why should people come see it from your point of view why do you think someone should come see this our production I think Pippin has a story um, for all kinds of people. Like, 
there's so many different plot points, so many different characters. Each character has a different purpose, different storyline. You have to leave this musical and feel like you related to one character because they're all so human and different but they all have the different themes that associate ourselves with you know like um there's Catherine, like there's berta there's pippin there's leading player like they're all they all serve their different purposes and i think if i can put on a show where someone feels like they strongly connected with my character and that's affected their night maybe their their week maybe their their year i don't know that makes me feel good because I feel like the story that I'm telling is something that people can leave and feel good about. Mm. I think uh, for one, you know, surface level, there's amazing dance numbers, amazing (laughs) (laughs) uh, songs, and uh, the cast is just awesome. But for one, I really want people to question at the end of this show what gives them personal fulfillment because Mm -hmm. I feel like as Pippin is searching for that I've personally found myself wondering you know what what makes me fulfilled and I think that a lot of people will kind of have the same uh, kind of questions at the end of the show so I hope people will really take a look at their own lives and what gives them fulfillment and um, pretty much everything the other two um, But also, um, as Patrick said a minute ago, it's a really good opportunity to see what backstage of the theater looks like. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> but it's also the fact that, like I said a minute ago, you're not going to find another play, and the way that Patrick has staged this, where you see a cast so totally focused and in character, apart of the process as in this one. I don't think you'll see that. And to me that just just magnifies how wonderful the play is. And uh, and then with the other two yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. What they said was great and what you said was great. And I think that the only thing that I would add to that is that I think while I do think that this is true of every show, or it's our aim as theater artists for this to be true of every show, I think it's particularly true here that without the audience, there isn't a piece. Very you true. know, like that is true. this show really is reliant on audiences being there to witness the life that Pippin leads. You know, because I think it is. It is. I think better than many musicals that I love and even have worked on. It really does ask the audience to enter into a dialogue mm-hmm. with what is happening on stage, to to be present, and to um, to engage with everything that's happening. And, and that is also a part of the reason why I wanted to take this kind of minimalist approach to be like, this is a theater troupe that is here for the sole purpose of engaging this audience in this journey. Um, and even entreating them to be a part of it in, in some ways, which is interesting. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you have to come see the show um, to get it. Um, but thank you all three so much, not only for doing the interview, but for all the work you've put in. This is an insanely difficult show. Um, <laughs> so y'all, have, yeah, right. Um, y- y'all, they're all pointing at each other. You can't see that right now. Uh, giving each other props for all the work that they've done. But it's a fantastic show. Come see it and uh, we'll see you at the theater. All right.
right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Deanna Richards, who plays the leading player, Rebecca Johnston, who plays Bertha, and Jesse Farmer, who plays Pippin, in our production of Pippin, opening on May 31st. I wanted to finish this episode of the podcast on a personal note. Um, one week into rehearsals for this production, my father passed away uh, rather unexpectedly. I did get to see him uh, and be with him before that happened. And um, I just have to say that uh, working on this show has been pretty healing for me. It's a show about um, what makes a life extraordinary. And uh, my father was a great father. He was a Vietnam vet. Just a really good human being. But he's not famous. He um, maybe didn't really impact the world as far as we know. But his life was extraordinary, as all of ours are. And um, sitting and... uh, being in the rehearsal room with this wonderful group of actors and hearing these songs and really thinking about Pippin as um, an examination of life and uh, what is true in life and what makes life great and how sometimes we can miss that if we're not paying attention has just been um, really good for me personally and also thank you to the community here at RLT, who's been so supportive of me in this time. But I invite you to come see the show because it is um, such a great piece about uh, life and allows us to reflect for ourselves about what makes each of us extraordinary. So uh, I look forward to you seeing the show, and I will see you at the theater.